Welcome to Life on the Road, the podcast that goes deep into the coach's journey. I'm Coach Scott Bowler, just as Coach Alphonse Key, and we are going to take you on another fantastic journey. Our guest today is Coach Jeff Battle, the assistant coach at Georgetown University, and Coach Key will kind of give you a brief background of Coach Battle. Well, Coach Battle, um, self-proclaimed godfather of assistant coaches, um, has a unique start um, from the high school level, a former point guard, a former winner at Marshall University, uh, coming from Philadelphia. Um, you'll see his journey, um, how it just sustained. Um, really talked about being a leader from the middle. Um, he's been an assistant coach for a plethora of programs and at the same time has been impactful and influential. So look forward to hearing his personal tale of his journey, why he does it, where he started, and how he got where he's at now. Our special guest today is someone Coach Key and I have known for a long time. Uh, love seeing this coach on the road because when I used to see Coach Battle on the road, I uh, knew it was a good thing. So we, we had jobs if we were on the road recruiting. And we always had great conversations. So our special guest today is Coach Jeff Battle with the University of Georgetown. And how are you doing today, Coach? I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me. Coach, I thank you for making the time for us. I know it's kind of hectic right now, this time of year. Getting ready, kids coming back. But, you know, your first class is always looking forward to kind of diving in a little bit to who Jeff Battle is in this journey. Well, you know, it's – uh I can't even, well, this is my 34th year, I think, 33rd, 34th. After you get past 30, you probably <laughs> quit keeping track, you know what I mean? So, uh, but, uh, you know, born and raised in Philadelphia, um, you know, was fortunate enough to play college basketball at Marshall University, mm -hmm. uh, played there for four years. And then, uh, you know, my junior year, I got the coaching bug and I uh, realized I wasn't going to be an NBA player. So I said, hey, I love the game, want to be around the game. Um, so I decided to kind of get my mindset into, into the coaching mode. And that's kind of where I got the bug to coach. And, um, you know, my last two years there was able to, to have some success playing NCAA tournaments, stuff like that. Uh, and that kind of triggered me into the coaching, the graduate assistant route, um, you know, did that, uh, did a year there at Marshall, stayed there for a year and then went on to the University of Delaware, yep. which I was excited about because it got me back to the East Coast, you know, right. close to home, that kind of thing. And um, uh, Coach Steinwetter was the head coach at the time. Steve Steinwetter gave me a great opportunity and um, did that and gave me a lot of responsibility. And I was able to grow and learn stuff there. Uh, and that kind of parlayed to my next, you know, the high school coach after that in Delaware for a couple of years, three, four years. Um, and then went to Delaware State where I hooked up with Jeff Jones and he gave me my first opportunity to coach on a division one level. Okay. Um, kind of springboarded from there, you know, and then was there, you know, with him for three years. And uh, luckily coach Prosser, you know, was able to come into his life and, and that was kind of propelled me into um, the next level phase of my coaching career and, you know, uh, rest in peace coach Prosser, but he's yeah. my mentor and everybody that knows me knows how influential and how yeah. close what he meant to me as a, as a mentor and, and a coach. So was able to be with him for a long time. You know, we were at Loyola for one year and then, you know, that piggybacked that to Xavier and mm. uh, there for eight years with him. We had a great run and a lot of great players and that kind of thing. And so um, that led us to Wake Forest, 
and um, was there for happened to be there for 13 years. And, wow. you know, unfortunately, he passed away during our stint there. And um, but I was able to stay on and, and work with uh, some other really good coaches, obviously, Dino Gaudio, Jeff Bazdelic. Um, and again, you know, we had a great run there as well, with, you know, Chris Paul and Jeff Teague and all those guys. And um, so that propelled us to another situation. And then from there, we were able to get on with Coach Cooley, who's one of my best friends in the world. And I've known him for over 25 plus years. And, wow. um, you know, I was able to get on with him at Providence and was there with him for eight years. And um, again, you got to win the move probably. And mm -hmm. so we were able to do right. that. And you know, what he did for that program and what he did there was phenomenal. And that led us to where we are now and where I'm at here and starting a new journey at Georgetown. Well, Coach, that journey brings me back because when I was at Winston-Salem State, uh, I think around the same time you were at Wake Forest coaching as you were slaying back then, Coach. I mean, y'all did a great job coming in to the tobacco road and you got elite players and elite guards. So it was just amazing to me to watch you from a D2 standpoint get players. And it wasn't just they were elite. You got them early. You saw something before everybody else did. Talking wow. about three, I mean, NBA guys, Coach Chris Paul, I think top three of all time, Jeff Teague. And then yeah. another one is Smith. And I saw you bring them on campus, and then I saw them develop. So for me, you were a superstar in the business. But that being said, you always made time for me. I mean, I would call you one time. You gave me a sheet, a recruiting sheet. Um, I'm trying to go from one job to another. You were uh, on vacation, which is small in our profession, in the West Coast. You called coaches for me, so because I appreciate you and you coming in, and you are exactly the same, Coach. You have not changed a bit. So my question, you, you being a great point guard coach, go to the tournament, captain of your team and Marshall. So I've seen you develop guys. So from your opinion, from early journeys with the Chris Paul, the Wake Forest um, guards in reference to how they played, how you teach compared to now, um, is there a difference on how the point guard plays from the early journey to now? And do you teach any different the backcourt players? I think you're elite at that. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, that's kind of a position. I just kind of took it and ran with it. I, I played the position. Uh, and I was fortunate enough when I got with Coach Prosser. He said, hey, look, you know, you got those guys, whatever you want to do, that, that's your baby. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of taken a lot of pride in that and, and just, just studied the position. And a lot of the stuff that I do is just stuff that I've kind of come up with through the years, but also going to clinics, um, you know, going to practices, whether it's NBA practices, uh, girl practices, right. guy right. practices. So I'm just a, I'm just an old school ball guy. So a lot of the stuff that I do, we talked about this before, right. just basic stuff. You know, I'm just big on fundamentals. Right. I, I think even though the game has evolved, you know, to three point shooting and spacing and stuff like that, at the end of the day, your fundamentals will never fail you. Yes. And so if you ever come watch, you know, me work out or me work out any of our players, it's all old school stuff, fundamental. You know, it's it's you'll say, man, that's that's simple stuff. But <laughs> the repetition and the, you know, all the stuff that we do, I, I remember, you know, with Chris, you know, I remember just telling him, look, man, I, I and, and you can get to the rim with anybody. You're quick, right. fast. Same thing with Ish. Those guys could get anywhere they wanted. But I said, look, if you want to you know, maintain a career. If you want to get paid at this one day, you got to develop that mid-range. Okay. Mid-range gets you paid. I would always say that. And so we would just drill one, two dribble pull-ups, shot fake pull-ups, ball screen pull-ups. And, and it's funny watching those guys today, 
That's Good all. Day. Yeah, that's all those two guys shoot. I think <laughs> this is one of the best, you know, in the in the in the league at, at mid-range percentages. And so yeah. it's allowed him to prolong his career because he's mm-hmm. not getting to the basket now taking hits and getting banged, get hit, getting banged around. Um, you know, he's shooting a high percentage shot that he's worked on for the majority of his life. So um, so there's no there's no magic pixie dust with that, to be honest right. with you. Um, I've been fortunate enough, like I said, those guys were just good players too coming in, but they were students of the game and they okay. took coaching. And so if you can take the coaching and you're coachable, um, I think you have a chance to be successful. You know, I, Coach, I think, you know, a couple of things that stand out with your journey is one thing I, I really take from this is loyalty. Mm. Because everywhere you've gone, you've stayed for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And you've stayed with certain coaches for a long period of time. You've stuck it out and you've stayed with them. And talk about what loyalty means to you, because in this day and age, like coaches bounce around like crazy. And just explain what what loyalty means to you. Oh, it means a lot. I mean, it's when I got into the business and, um, you know, I just remember, you know, again, I, I coach Jones gave me my first opportunity at the division one level and um you know i remember a couple of our practices and we would we got together and stuff and he would say to me pull me in the office one day and he said jeff you're not going to be with me for long he goes you're really good at what you do and i don't know how long i'm going to be able to keep you he goes but i know you're a loyal guy but at some point i'm going to tell you to get out of here (laughs) because you're too good to be you know just call it what it is and i never forgot that uh, and then when I interviewed with Coach Prosser, you know, he talked about, you know, being loyal and, and you know, that, that kind of thing. So that's always resonated with me. But I've also been fortunate, too, guys, to just be around good people. Right. And when you're around good people, and I tell some of the younger guys that are getting into business now, a lot of times it's not where you're at, it's who you're with. Yes. And so if you're with somebody that's good and they're taking care of you and you feel good about them and they have your best interests at heart, Mm-hmm. not so quick to try to run off to something different. And so that's that's probably one of the main reasons why I've done that as well. But um, and hopefully I just hope I'm just doing my job well enough that they want to keep me around, too. <laughs> so it's uh, it's kind of twofold. But yeah. um, but I've just been blessed, man, just to be around really good coaches, great minds, but also good people. Yeah. Well, coach, you've been loyal to me. And again, even your number hadn't changed, Coach. You had a number for years. I got you. It had to be 15, 18 years. So uh, you're definitely a part of that. Now, I know you recruit. I mean, you got top 10 recruiting classes, Coach. You got a plethora uh, of a background. But I want to know from you philosophically, um, what style of basketball um, do you like to play offensively? And, again, being a great associate head coach, I was reading the book, John Maxwell, Leading from the Middle. You're going to make sure it's compliant with the head coach. But you personally, philosophically, this day and age, what type of offense do you like to run, Coach, Coach Battle? Well, I like up-tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to play with pace, you know, space and pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I think that's a fun style. Um, I, like, I like players that are unselfish. Um, and I think that you have to look at your players in terms of how you want to play. We all have this thing in our mind about how we all want to play as coaches, but mm-hmm. you know, we don't have the the Jimmy and Joe's to match that philosophy. <laughs> Jimmy and Joe's important. Yeah, that's really important. So I think you have to recruit and you know to your style that you have in play. Okay. Um, but to answer your question like that, I, I like to play fast. I like to play up tempo. Um, I like guys who are who are versatile. 
Okay. I like players that can play multiple positions because um, now you're not pigeonholed. Right. Uh, you know, and then today, and then today's day and age, as we talked about earlier, you got to have guys that can make threes. And yes. so um, that's really important too. But I, I like a balance of threes and inside out. I like paint touches. I think that mm-hmm. puts pressure on the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, guys that can get into the paint and, and, and finish for themselves or distribute for others. Um, so I, that's, that's kind of how I like to play. I, but I still, again, I'm old school. I like playing inside out. Inside out, inside out. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, also, Coach, in that role you have, again, one of the top, you know, coaches I feel in the country, uh, what's that balance uh, when you're working with someone, um, when to um, give your philosophy um, and, and, and when not to? Is there ever a time on a staff, I know they're different, where they ask you what you think um, you want to run or, or, or you just kind of open and give that advice um, without being prodded for no, I think, especially as an assistant, you have to, you know, you have to speak your piece. You know, um, a lot of the coaches that I've worked for, they give me free reign to step in and coach and um, allow me to grow as a coach. And, they, and I've developed their trust. And so when I say something, they know it, it's mm-hmm. we're on the same page. And so I'm not going to say something that's out of line or out of, you know, not what, what our philosophy is. But, um, you know, and, and most head coaches, they don't want to know your opinion after the game. It's too late. <laughs> you know, that, Jeff, don't tell me that now. Just, you know, we just lost by 10. And now you're telling me we could have, should have, would have. You know, so if you got something on your mind and it's going to contribute to the win, you got to yeah. speak up. And yeah. so, um, but it's a fine line. You know, you're, you're not the head coach. So you have to, you know, pick your spots and know when to, when to step in and when to step back and then kind of, you know, do it that way. But that's a feel that you get from working with, you know, someone for yeah. a long time. Well, I learned for you, Scott has something for you, but I remember watching you at Wake Forest and I was a young coach and still trying to figure it out, but it was amazing to me how um, a direct connection to the offense you ran where mm-hmm. all your skill work, it was never wasted. It wasn't a, a weave or a step back. I mean, the exact stuff I would watch you when you um, teach with your guards, I watched during the season, it was the same action. So I learned a lot from you from being, a lot of times we hear skill work and we just do this. And then the game, they run a block a move or a pin down. But I, I learned from you, this seems amazing. It was like a piece to a puzzle. Um, so I just want to make that comment, Coach. I saw that. It was pretty impactful for me as a young coach. Right. Well, that's that's huge because it's, it's, you know, everybody talks about player development. Player, Everybody has great drills. You know, yeah. we all have good drills and stuff like that. But how does it apply to what you're doing? Yeah. That's the word. In the summertime, I'll do more of the – stuff you're talking about just, you know, just so they can work on their game and they're getting right. better they're developing stuff and whether it's their offhand or whatever. But once we get into the season and the grind, we're drilling and I'm working out stuff that is going to apply to our offense. Okay. And so that's how I think that's how you develop as a player. So coach, and, and I want to stay on this player development for a second. And you can mm-hmm. talk about being an old school coach and kind of keeping it simple and, and staying with the basics. You see a lot of trainers now that aren't training the basics. And it seems like we're we're skipping a lot of steps with player development. And how tough is it for you sometimes when you get, you know, guards that, that come into your program that you see have skipped a lot of steps with their with their player development? How hard is it for you to kind of reel them back in to the basic fundamentals and how well do they pick up the basics? Well, most of the guys are talented enough to pick it up, you know. And so, you 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 know, my thing is you are what you emphasize. So mm-hmm. when I get with them, 
before we even get into the development piece, we have conversations. Okay. I let them know, you know, hey, look, this is what I see in you. This is what I've seen in your game, but this is how I see it. And this is what I see for you. What What is your goals? You know, mm-hmm. I, I let them talk to me. Hey, coach, I want to get better at this, this, this. Okay, well, good. Well, mm-hmm. if you have an open mind and, we, and you listen and we work through this together, we all have the same goal. Because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I want what's best for you. Right. And they, and they kind of, yeah, coach, I got you, I got you, got you. So I'm what I'm doing in those conversations, Scott, is I'm building the trust because, like you said, they've been working out with a trainer or whoever and they trust right. that person. Right. But again, that that's the only person they probably dealt with. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, the guys are excited to hear a different way of doing things. And so I try to do mm-hmm. the mind first and then we get into the actual court actions. But to answer your question, you know, most of these guys are talented enough to just adjust. Um, and, and most players, they want to be good. They really do. They want to be mm-hmm. coached. They want to be developed. And so it's really not as hard as one might think it would be. That's, that's good because, like, you know, we, we've coached a bunch of different levels. And mm-hmm. over the years, you know, you see just the game changing as far as what players are being taught. Mm-hmm. And just you know, you get to the highest level where you're at and you're dealing with the high level talent. Mm-hmm. And sometimes kids may be hardheaded. Mm-hmm. And how do you handle those those types of players that may not buy into what you're trying to teach them? Well, it's a challenge. You know, um, again, Coach Prosser, man, he, he's always ringing in my head, you know, with these sayings and, you know, and I still use them to this day. And he would always say, you know, hey, Jeff, it's easy to motivate the motivated. Mm. So how do you get across to another kid who's not as motivated? So I, I already know I can motivate this kid here. Right. He's he's all in. He's dialed in. But the the kid, the player over here, who's kind of fighting what we're doing a little bit. How do we motivate them? And so that's where the psychology hat hat comes in. You know, you have to, you know, hey, look, you know, you know, I might use examples. I'm a big example guy. Hey, look, you know, who's your favorite player? Well, I love Chris Paul. Well, you know, I coach Chris Paul. Really, really. <laughs> Hey, coach, you know, da, 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 da. okay, got him, got him, right? So I kind of use some of that, you know, psychology stuff to get them going a little bit. But again, you know, kids are kids. They're going to try you, you know, but once they trust you and they know you know what you're talking about and we get on the floor and, we, you know, we're, we're kicking it and they're like, oh, okay, coach, yeah, I got you. I feel you, da, 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 da. So I'm relating to them. And so um, you have to be able to, to be on their level a little bit too now. You know, it's not like back in the day where it's just, you know, yeah. hear me roar, you know, they're not, some of them not going for that. So um, you have to learn what buttons to push as well. And hey, that, Coach, that's it. definitely a, a hard thing with the change of the player. Like you were saying, you know, 20, 30 years ago when you first started, you know, it was, I don't want to say the Bobby Knight mentality, but just kids mm-hmm. could take the yelling and the screaming. They may not have liked it, but right. they, they could deal with it and they could respond to it. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, it's it's really changed. And like you said, you have to know what buttons to push. And, you know, that, that can make or break a coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, and then a lot of coaches coach, even before they get to us, and now even the, the, the way style of coaching has changed too because you're afraid you're going to lose the kid. Mm, yeah. so if I push them too hard. Yeah. Knock on the door, coach, I'm out. You know what I mean? Yep. So there's a lot of dynamics now that's into it that, 
you know, you didn't have to deal with, like you said, 20, 30 years ago, but um, you figure it out and, um, you know, you find what works and you kind of, you know, use those methods. And they call flight risk nowadays, coach. I'm, I'm in high school coaching. I'm still old school coach. You know, I'm a little different. Obviously, my, my salary comes from teaching, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm old school. But let me ask you this, coach, just from a, a humorous perspective, my whole career I've heard guards from different parts of the country. Philly guards, tough. I heard Philly, duh. California guys, DMV, Jersey, what have you, Georgia, on the comical thing. I was more of a two. I shoot the lights out. But, you know, just from that guard perspective, all these these different style of play, how much of that just is true to you, styles of play, different parts of the country now and then back in the day? Is that something me said about where you're from, changing your style of play? Is that true? I think I think there's a little truth to that. Mm-hmm. I would say that for sure. You know, again, I'm I'm a little biased. I right. grew up in Philly, and yes, you know, I don't, I don't know how tough I am now at, at 61, but <laughs> you, um, you know, you kind of you kind of know what you're getting with those yeah. kind of kids, and um, you know, and that's just the way it is. Where you grew yeah. up at, and you know, you played outside, and yeah. Know and you play it on the asphalt. I don't know how many kids play outside now. <laughs> oh, hey, let's, go, let's go get a run outside. They look at you like you're crazy. Well, hey, <laughs> walk outside with the slides where's, where's the AC at? And shine the back doors and all that. You know? And the so, gun, the shooting gun, shooting gun, and all that. Yeah. It's funny. I, I tell our guys, and they laugh at me. I said, you know what? I, I made it to where I'm at right now. I never played an AAU game in my life. <laughs> um, I never had a trainer in my life. You didn't have a trainer, coach? Never had a trainer. My trainer was D1 yeah, ball, I was out, coach. I was out on the playground, playground at 7 a.m. working on my own, <laughs> my own ball handling, my own shooting. So everything was self made, baby. They just laugh at me. You know what I mean? You old, you this and that, but it's it's all good. I'm yeah, just, yeah. At the end of the day, ball is ball, right? When you said Philly, I remember, you know, when I um, I came from California, that moved to North Carolina, and I played to Juco out in Colorado. So I were playing against um, Odessa Junior College. I think it might have been Odessa. Forgot um, maybe Moochie Norris. And he was from D.C., just kidding, D.C. So he was uh-huh. – I, I never seen that. So I'm used to gardening because um, he crossed me and just slow, methodical. And, like, first time I've seen that. And then we go up, um, play the Philly guards. Come on, man, ah, coming at me. Mm-hmm. And so um, we laughed about that. But now I, as a player, when I traveled across the country, um, there were different ball handling styles. Uh, but I'm, I'm amazed without no trainers, though. How did you do it? Man, I had an old school guy that lived in our neighborhood. This guy's name was Mr. Butler. We called him Mr. B. <laughs> he was an old school guy. Like he, I don't even know if he played, but he would just be like, you know, anybody want to get better? Meet me at the park this time in the morning. Wow. Go to him and he would work me out like kind of just, you know, just basic ball and you know, ball handling stuff and all this and that. And he, he became a legend in our neighborhood. Like everybody who came through my neighborhood that played in the park. Okay. Knew Mr. B. They just called him Mr. B. How much he charged an hour? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Right. Wow, that's old school. <laughs> no, seriously. And then we would organize the, the pickup games after the workouts a little bit. That's um, all about. Yeah, it was it was tough. But back then you hooped, you yeah. know, competitive, because if you lost, you might Don't not play for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it was competitive. But I, I loved it, man. And that's that's why I kind of fell in love with the ball and you know, development and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it was great. It was great. You know, I don't think kids today will understand the concept of if you lost, 
you just didn't play again for the rest of the day? No, because they got another game at, at, at 11. They lose it. <laughs> they get it at 11. So, so what, right? <laughs> and, and it made you guard game point without Absolutely. a Absolutely. You figure Absolutely. out, okay, my man can't shoot. We got to play off him. He getting killed. We got a double him point game. My man, mentally, we let's talk him about his game. All this was going right. on without right. a coach. Yep. I can't and game, go back and up. game pressure. I'm playing with like the old heads, and they like, yo, man, you better let them score this game. You can mm. So it's game pressure as well. You know, yes. you, you used to playing under pressure, and yes. You know, and so, like, I was always like one of the younger dudes out there, you know. So I'm, there, out there, you know, I'm already nervous now. The old is <laughs> talking to me, but it, it made me tough, man. It made yeah. me want to compete. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's funny looking back how how long game point would take. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, because somebody, and you know, somebody gonna call a bogus foul. No you know? question. You know, and then you're gonna argue 10 minutes. No know? question. Check it up top. Check it up top. No, there ain't no foul. We're going down. We're going down. Conflict, re- <laughs> conflict skills you're learning. And also, without even before the bad boys, if it's game point, Ooh. somebody come to the rim, Ooh. I'm not gonna get, I'm gonna run them over. I mean, that was just natural. No one told me that. On an outdoor court, too. Yeah. Yes. I didn't even think about that. Didn't even, didn't even stress, cause I sat there did one of these, bam, bam. Let's roll. Oh man, see that's 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 to me that's pure ball right there. Yeah, it is. And they say, pure oh, ball. school. De- definitely missing the toughness. I was telling my friend, travel ball to me was getting in the car and driving to a court somewhere in New Jersey because you heard they had good run somewhere. Yes, no yeah. that, that's travel ball. Yep, no question. You get you and four other boys. Oh man, you roll from court to court. Yeah, that was that was beautiful. That was yep. beautiful. Well, coach, we we won't keep too much of your time. We have two more yeah, segments yeah. left, and th- these are these are going to be great segments. Uh, the first one is our we call it our no disrespect top five, and it's going to be top five coaches again who who may basically you know help uh, develop your coaching career, made an impact on your coaching life or your personal life. And doesn't have to be in any particular order. No order. And if you don't make this top five, there's no disrespect. <laughs> gotcha. So who's on your top five? Well, um, I got to start off with Coach Prosser. Yeah. Coach Prosser is my guy. I mean, I, that dude, everything I do today, even when me and you talk, Al, some of the stuff we talk about and stuff that you alluded to earlier on when we started, I got from him. Okay. How to recruit. Um, mm-hmm. organization, everything. I, I write with a ruler to this day because of Coach Prosser. <laughs> no, no joke. I mean, I I got a text from a recruit the other day. He said, Coach, man, my mom said you have the best handwriting. <laughs> and it's because of him because I saw him do it. And yes. It neat and everything was precise. And I'm like, well, stands man, out. Why is he writing with a ruler? <laughs> this day, seriously, I still, I still, <laughs> still write with a ruler. Elite, oh. drop the mic, Todd. That's drop the mic. Coach I'm Prosser sorry, Coach. taught me so much about life and how to treat people. Yes. Um, and you said, you know, the ultimate compliment you can give someone, I think, is that when you say they never changed. Because yeah. one thing I didn't want to do was get a certain level. So I started out as a high school coach and then just act like I'm yeah. Johnny Coach. And I never mm. wanted to come off that way. And so I always take time for people. But that came from him. Okay. Um, so obviously coach Prosser is one, um, I got to put Jeff Jones in there. He gave me my first start at division one. Um, 
I don't even know if you know how I got the job with him. Mm-mm. I was a high school coach at Caesar Rodney High School in Delaware. And so one day we didn't, something was going on in our gym and we practiced at Delaware State. Okay. So we get there and we practice and Coach Jones just was sitting on the side watching because they were going to practice after us. Okay. I didn't know who he was. He didn't know me, but he watched our practice. And afterwards, he came up to me, introduced himself, and he said, yo, man, he said, um, I just watched your practice. He goes, man, you're, you're a hell of a coach. He goes, you, you know what you're doing. He goes, have you ever thought about coaching D1? And I said, no, nah, not really. I mean, I just <laughs> to be a high school coach and a guidance counselor. Seriously, I thought about coaching. <laughs> that was your response? <laughs> that was my response. I said, yeah. no, nah, not really, because it was true. I, I did. Yeah. So, you know, he says, well, I tell you what, man, if I ever have a spot on my staff, I'm going to try to hire you. And I never. And then the next year, he had a spot open, and he he, he called me up, and I was like, I my <laughs> friends. They were like, "Yeah, you should go for it." I'm like, "Okay, cool." So <laughs> that's how I got on with him. That's I didn't how, know that. That's how I got Division One. Yeah. So I, I've never, and I guess I'm lucky because I've never used a, I've never had a resume to get a job. Wow. It's always been word of mouth. Yes. Or just like I told you with Coach Jones, yep. you know, I introduced to Coach Prosser from a. You know, mm-hmm. we had a friend that was that a mutual friend. So I've never really had to do that. So it's kind of unique in that yes. way. Um, so those two there, obviously. Um, uh, <sighs> Coach Cooley. Um, Coach Cooley has been my best friend for 25 years. Mm-hmm. He, he's just I mean, we're, we're like family. So we yeah. work together, but it's like a, a brother relationship. So um, we always said he thought that I was going to be a head coach before him. And he uh-huh. thought it worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> we always said whoever gets the job first. That's awesome. The other one. So, That's awesome. But it's funny, though. Uh, he got the job at Fairfield. I was at Wake. He called <laughs> me up at Wake. He says, yo, you ready? I said, coach, I love you. Like, uh, we got this thing popping right here. Yes. <laughs> we got this ACC league yeah, going yeah. on. But but he would call me after every year and ask okay. me, hey, yo, yo, you know, you ready? I need ready. you. And then when he got the Providence job, mm-hmm. um, he called me, but I wasn't ready to move yet. My son was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I didn't want to move, leave North Carolina. Yep. And um, when they had the coaching change at Wake with Daniel he didn't, I wasn't, you know, you know, I wasn't on there. I actually took the year off and then mm-hmm. called me and coolly and said, yo, man, I need you. I got you. I said, I'm there. So yeah. um, he's been huge, man. He, you know, all the stuff I was going through in life personally, he would always right. come check on me, um, make sure you're in a good place mentally. He's just, just a really caring guy. So I've learned yeah. from him um, and just a genuine person. So um, he would be three for sure. Obviously, um, I'm trying to think um, who else my two, my, my fourth one would be. Uh, I know one. Who you got? Coach B. Coach B. On the park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, no question. All right, I'll, I'll put him in there for sure. That's my guy. I, I didn't know he was, you know, but that's, yeah, rest in peace, Coach B, too. He passed away as well, but he's a okay, legend. Okay, really. okay. Um, guys that grew up in the hunting park area where I grew up at, uh-huh. they'll they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I'll, I'll put Coach B in there for sure. Um, you know, obviously I, he 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 was the ground roots guy, yeah. so he's definitely got to be in there. Um, 
you know, and I want to, I want to mention two more guys if that's okay. So, yes, so yes, you know, Dino Gaudio, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> when coach Prosser passed away, um, it was a tough situation. Mm-hmm. You know, Dino were both assistant coaches at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, speaking to our AD and saying, you know, cause it, it was a little bit of a, awkward situation because yeah. you know, who was going to be the next head coach. Yeah. And so I had so much respect for Dino because he had yeah. been a head coach. Mm-hmm. So I just went to our AD and said, Hey, look, man, Dino's the best guy for the job. Wow. We're going to keep this thing going, me and him both, but he's going to be the head guy. I respect him. And he, he, he's great, man. The way, the way he ran the program under those circumstances was a big influence to me. You know what I mean? Because it mm-hmm. showed how to function in an adverse situation. I never had to deal with that before. Um, and so he's taught me so much, you know, during our time together at, at, at Wake as well. Um, and then the last guy would be Jeff Bezdelic. Okay. Um, coming in in, a, in another situation where he's following, you know, a lot of success, a lot of history. Yes. But he was a big time basketball mind. You okay. know, at Raleigh's main guy with the heat. Um, wow. so I learned all that NBA stuff that me and you talk about, Al, from right. him. Oh man! Um, in terms of yeah, 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 he he's um, and one of the nicest human beings that I've ever been around. And so, um, even though we might not have had in some people's minds the success that they would have wanted at Wake, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. personally learned so much from him. And so, those would be my guys right there—the five coaches per se, college coaches. Um, and then you throw in my guy, you know, Mister Mister B in there, and that's a that's a heck of a crew for me. Oh, that is, Coach. And, uh, you know, each tier of that, I can recall something. I remember when I was head coach at Fayetteville State, um, I'm playing Bowie State, and I pop up. Coach Battle's in the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, how'd you have time? And you came through and, you know, um, so just seeing that and and you're making time, like the words say, you haven't changed at all, Coach. You know, every time I call you, every time, I I sit there and watch you guys, Beat North Carolina, I call you, call me back. Boom. I'm sitting you while NCAA tournament, call me back. Funny story with Coach Prosher and yourself, how you guys just make us feel like family. I worked those camps, you know, uh, when you were at Wake and you guys had me uh, learning and, and I was um, commissioned and whatnot. So I was, um, I was at another university. I forgot what school, A&T, Grambling. I was always coming to watch you work. So I was coming to watch practice. And then um, Coach Prosser said, we have a kid here from Indiana, Jeff Teague. Let's go talk to him about, you know, your perspective with our program. And I thought that was just so um, humbling for me because I was a guy that you guys brought in, watched practice, talked basketball, worked at camps, mentored me. And I think the purpose of that was that Coach Prosser, it, was, it, was, um, it wasn't staged. He said, ask anybody. So I'm sitting there talking to Jeff Teague about the quality of people on this staff. And I'm just here visiting and I take so it. There's a story that is just, I guess, describes Coach Prosser, Coach Battle, Gaudio. I'm talking to a top recruit because I'm part of what you guys were doing in my mindset. Now, he, he, he had the unique way of making everybody he touched feel important. Yep. And it, it, it's amazing. We would we would go on road trips or whatever, come back from a game, and we'd get our bags down at the bags claim or whatever. And he'd be down there talking to the baggage people. 
<laughs> I'm like, Coach, who, who are those guys? He goes, <laughs> he, he would just, and the baggage guys would be dapping him off, and, they, you know, they're hugging. I'm like, he just had a way with people. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I think that's why um, when he passed, you know, he touched so many lives, so many yeah. the way the coaching fraternity and the yeah. coaching world responded to that kind of showed what he was about and who he was, you know. Your, your top five is, is great. And most importantly, like the impact and, and why, you know, the coaches that we have on our show, why they made the top five and the impact that they've, they've made on their lives personally. And it's always great to hear that. And, you know, we've got our final segment, which is uh, we call it Coaches Anonymous and no. not Coaches Anonymous like we need rehab. But, you know, <laughs> being that we're all coaches, we need some type of rehab one way or the other. But uh, it's Coach is Anonymous. So we're going to tell try and tell a funny story about this anonymous coach. Says, you know, no using names. Just call him Coach because we all know in this world, the coaching world, everybody's first name is Coach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you have a funny coaching story about an anonymous coach? Our situation. Okay, so yeah, I do. So this is this is bear with me here. So mind you, this is a division one head coach. Okay, current head sitting head coach. And this is how I met this head coach. Okay. This is how we met. So we're at we're at we're at a recruiting tournament. This is actually it's Boo Williams. It was a Boo Williams tournament. It was in the spring. Okay. So I'm waiting in line, you know, how you got to go get your packet and, you know, da, 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 da. So I get my, I'm in line to get my stuff and I had already got my stuff. And all of a sudden I see this division one head coach, right? Division one head coach sprinting in to the, to the, to the hallway there to get in line to get his packet. Right. And he's sweating. I mean, guys, he's sweating like a pig and I could tell, and he's, he's a young, he's a, he's a head coach now, but he wasn't at the time. Uh -huh. so this, is, this happened to be his first recruiting trip. <laughs> he got put on the road. Okay. Now I'm a grizzly vet. I was at Xavier, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Right. So I see this young guy and I'm like, oh, I could tell he needs some help. <laughs> you could just tell he was frazzled. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? He got, he got papers everywhere. <laughs> he frazzled you. Yeah. His pens are dropping. <laughs> and he just has no idea what he's doing. And I could tell that. I saw that. And I'm like, I said, you good? I just sent you. I said, are you okay? He goes, he goes, yeah, man, this is my first, you know, I'm, uh, my, I was a GA, you know, yeah. <laughs> part-time guy. Coach told me to get on the road this weekend. I got no, you know, excuse my language. I got no fucking idea what I'm doing. I'm just <laughs> yep. right now. I said, yeah. I got you. I got you. I said, my, I said, my name is Jeff Battle. You know, he said, I'm pop, pop, pop. Right. Yeah. I don't want to say his name, but he yeah. knows the story. That's cool. I mean, it's on you, Carl. That's fine. He's going to know who it is. Okay. They're going to let us know who he is. Okay. So this is how me and Ed Cooley met. <laughs> right? This is how <laughs> me and Ed Cooley met. So he, he, head coach. Yeah, he's the man right now, but I'm going to humble him a little bit. Okay. So Ed Cooley <laughs> rolls in there. He rolls in there. I think he was at Rhode Island at the time. I can't remember exactly the school, but he was just scrambling. So he, you know, typical Ed Cooley, I, I, I got no idea what I'm doing. I'm, I said, you know, I'm Jeff Battle, blah, blah, blah. So he, he says, I'm Ed Cooley. And he's looking yeah. at me like, who's this guy, right? Yeah, that's how I like it. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I said, coach, just here's what you got to do. You got you to gotta wait right here. 
You got to sign up, you know, get your stuff, and then you got to organize your game. You got to organize your day. Wow. Yeah. No yeah. Way. You got to organize your day. He said. So he looks at my book. He goes, "Wow, you got your that stuff's highlighted. You you, you know where you're going." He goes, I, "I don't even know who I'm watching right now." I said, "Let me help you out." Seriously, I, this is a true story. I said, "Let me help you out." He gets his book. I said, "This is what you got to do." I give him my highlighter. I said, "Who do you want to see?" He goes. Shit, I don't know. I'm not sure. I said, okay, let me highlight the games for you. You probably want to watch this game, that game, and that game. Oh, okay. What, 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 where they at? What court? So I literally walked him through the day. I took my whole time, coach, and walked yeah. through the day. We sat in the gym and watched games. He goes, wow, this was nice. He goes, you, you, you're pretty organized, huh? And I said, yeah. So then this is a serious part, though. I pulled him aside after the end of the day. I said, look, I said, coach, you know, if you, you work hard, and you're organized and you do stuff the right way, mm-hmm. you're going to be a head coach one day. He goes, right. you really think so? He's like, yeah, I'm telling you. I said, mm-hmm. you, you, know, you just got to, you know, and I said, when you're on the road, you know, work, you know, do your work, make sure you watch your games. Don't yep. be, you know, BSing with people, yep. all that. Told me Go home thing. at night, get your rest in the hotel. I said, because mm-hmm. you don't want to hang up. I said, just come back the next day. So I organized this day for the next day. Next morning, he's there bright and early. You know what I mean? I'm sitting <laughs> at the gym. He goes, coach. I'm good, man. I got my organized. I'm good. And he never forgot that. And that's wow. how we met. And wow. so we stayed in touch. Seriously, we stayed in touch after that through text messages and calls. And we would meet at the final fours and all that. And that's when we said, whoever got a job, we would hire the other one. So yes. he never forgot that. So when he got a head job, he called me. He, he, he wow. remember that. To this day, <laughs> to this he day. always goes back on that story. Oh, course. That's that. a true story. Coach, that might be the best we've had thus far. I tell you what, you're gonna have the best of life on the road, Coach. That that was elite. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> I could just picture his personality. What the hell? Uh, I could just see him. <laughs> all over the place. Scott, are you kidding me? Can't it, get back to that, Coach. It's even funnier that, that you say his name. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because that's because that's how you met. So and it's cool. like you you say you guys have been best friends for so many years, yep. and then all of a sudden we get to the root of how you met, and it's almost by accident. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I, yeah, no question. That that is great. No and one funny story that Coach Key and I have with Coach Cooley indirectly is he's at Fairfield, <laughs> and we're during the uh, July recruiting period. Everybody goes to Vegas. We go, we're all on the red eye back, and we go straight to the gym that Orlando. night. We're in IHOP together. So Coach Key and I are sitting in one booth. Coach Cooley, another assistant coach from another college, in Boston right College, behind us, and they are just holding court in there. Oh my the God. funniest God. conversation. Uh, they weren't even talking to us, and then we, we ended up so converging. Funny. I'm talking about like stand up. I'm talking about, I mean, just natural delirious. I mean, everybody rolling the waitress. He talked about sweet tea. Uh, uh, we just crying. And again, he was humble. I mean, he wasn't big time. Was crying, crying. I said, he needs that's, to go. That's him right there. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big personality. Um, and uh, now nah, he's he's the best man. And, and working with him has been unbelievable because he keeps it light. You know, he doesn't stress out on all the little things. He okay. Gets, 
Um, you know, he, he doesn't micromanage, you know, he gives you your space. Family's really important to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. something to do with family, whatever. He, he's just a salt of the earth person. Well, I'm excited. You guys are at Georgetown together, dynamic duo. And also, Coach, you are on my top five because I was on the first episode. Um, so you're on my top five. So uh, with no disrespect. Yeah, I said, I said, Coach, battle was cool to me for no reason. I didn't play for him. <laughs> I didn't coach with him. I'm not from Philly. I didn't play the point. <laughs> and he just took over. I mean, you, you gave me a, a recruiting sheet. Um, so I knew who to recruit. I put in a list who I'm looking at. So it did the same thing for me. So, yeah, because I'm always grateful, Coach. No, it's, 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 a, it's a pleasure, man. And Coach Cooley jokes around all the time because he sees me talking to a lot of younger assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. He calls me the godfather of assistant coaches. You are. You are. <laughs> That's a great title. Get your T-shirt. I, I, I really, really, man, like seriously, I, I love giving back. I love talking ball. I love I love to, especially with good people. Yes. Um, and I've always said, people always ask me, like, what 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 do you want to be remembered as? Like when you get done coaching, because you know, I'm not going to coach a, a lot longer. I get that. And I get asked two questions. I get asked, why haven't I been a head coach? And then I get asked that last question. Okay. Do you want to be, you know, so my thing has always been, and especially now, I'm not going to be the all-time winningest coach ever. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that, right? That's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. But what I can be is one of the best people that's ever coached. No question. And so that's kind of what I want to be remembered as, man. I want people to say, man, Coach Battle is just a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, he touched lives. He developed young men. And he was just one of the best people to ever coach. And if people can say that, I'm good. I'm saying it now. I'm good. Yeah. I, I second that. And that story just lets you know and lets people know who exactly you are. Because, you know, when we would see each other on the road, you always made me feel welcome, comfortable. We, you didn't have to talk to me for anything. But mm-hmm. we would, you know, the short conversations we had were mm-hmm. so meaningful to me because you took the time out of your day from the recruiting side just to sit down and talk. And we would always talk for a minute or two, but it just meant a lot. And that story just solidifies the person you are because you've been doing that Mm -hmm. since the beginning, pretty much. Right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Scott. You you were so good. You good for now, but I got to bring you back on because we need like the old school. Um, CD front back side. Yeah, we got to bring you back on sometime during the year next year because you're outstanding. Let's do it, man. Anytime. So, Coach, again, it was a pleasure to have you on and to learn a little bit about your journey and, you know, the life lessons that that you've learned throughout the process and things that other coaches can take on the road with them throughout their journey. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you guys having me on and um, enjoy the rest of the summer. And I'm available. If you guys need anything, let me know. Well, so well, Coach. Look forward to staying in contact. Appreciate you. Take care, Coach. Another amazing episode we have with Coach Jeff Battle and the life lessons that he taught us throughout his journey. And so excited to, to finally hear that. And you really get a chance to see the type of person he is deep down. And, you know, it just made me, you know, just... It almost seconded my my thoughts of him as to the type of person he is. And I I was so excited just to hear his stories and his life journey as well off the court and how he got started. And Coach Key, what are your final thoughts on Coach? Well, 
echoing yours, um, just as great a coach as he is, serving on those staffs, those roles, um, ACC, Big East, um, starting as a player, um, as a winner, a leader, a point guard, NCAA tournament team, um, how he got into business. And then from that point on to now at Georgetown, an associate head coach, stayed the same, humble, and wants to give back to the game. You know, he's a role model for other coaches. So um, truly a pleasure. Nice to hear him break down his goals. I want to be one of the greatest people that coach. So I, I thought that said it all. And it was a, another outstanding episode. Looking forward to the next one we have. And Coach Keith, take it away. Well, until next time, Scott, keep it in the road. Keep it between the lines.